Hello and welcome to the Post to Post podcast. It is October 29th and this is podcast number 20, the big 2-0. Uh, it's been a long journey to get here and uh, I'll see you at 30. But for right now, we're on number 20. We have lots of topics to go over. I'm just going to read them very quickly. So we have the, we're going to talk about the Carolina Hurricanes and their financial uh, situation. Alexander Vetchkin, Bill Butcher, John Klingberg, the Canadians cap space and what could be coming next year for the team. Uh, my power rankings updated, the Las Vegas Golden Knights. A follow-up to the EIHL video that we did. Um, then I want to go over the videos that we released on the channel this week and how well they did. And talk about some videos I'm going to release next week right. coming up or this coming week. And then there's a few announcements at the end of the podcast uh, related to the podcast and us and the channel in general. We've got a full plate. An absolutely full plate. And it's awesome yeah. to have so much to talk about because the season's really getting going yes now. finally yeah finally we're back at the, in this regular season here we go mm. uh let's tackle the carolina hurricanes first because it's an important situation because there was a deal in place where the carolina hurricanes were going to be sold and kept in carolina by the new owner now the new owner is having trouble raising enough funds mm -hmm. so he he's trying to raise money through other i don't know if it's other organizations or other rich people uh, I assume so, his friends or whatever, and he's having trouble raising enough money because I think the selling price is five hundred million. Five hundred million is what was announced back in July. Yeah, uh, the current owner, uh, Peter Carmanos, he's in his seventies and probably just wants to, you know, get rid of that <laughs> headache. Yeah, because it is quite a headache, I'm sure, in Carolina in particular. So um, now we have this um, Chuck Greenberg, who is the guy who wants to buy it. He's no stranger to sports investments, although he's had a bit of a checkered past with this, uh, mostly in the baseball side. But he's not unfamiliar to hockey. And $500 million, as you say, is the originally announced price. Whether it's official or not, I don't know. But $500 million is a lot of money, and I believe that was the amount of money you had to deposit in the NHL for an expansion team. Oh, yeah. So, uh, but, that I mean, it's a lot of money, but it's, it's in the range of what a hockey team costs, basically. These days, absolutely. However... Yeah. It's not just five hundred million with Carolina. They're two hundred million dollars in debt, so you're you're not just paying five hundred million. You're you're paying seven hundred million over time if you can get out of the debt. Yeah. Now they did make a profit last year, but that's only a small work towards retiring that debt. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. you're inheriting some stuff. It's uh, it. And they are getting some some revenue sharing, obviously, from the NHL and stuff mm -hmm. uh, because they're not one of the most profitable teams. But attendance is abysmal it's in terrible. Carolina, and ticket prices are high yeah. because they're trying to obviously get out of debt and, and stuff. But um, I don't know what they do to fix it. I mean, they could get rid of all the management and to get a new owner and stuff, but how are you going to, like, without a good team on the ice? And they're getting better, but in the short term, how do you how do you fix the financial problems? Well, yeah, it's, it's so, much, so many chickens and so many eggs in play here. <laughs> you know, how do you get people in the arena? You put on a good product on the ice. How do you put a good product on the ice? You get yourself good players. How yeah. do you do that? You need money. You got to be up close to the cap to make sure you can afford the players yeah. that will give the entertainment value. And how do you do that? It's chicken and the egg. Deep pocket. You need the money. Yeah. Uh, because I think they have like four, 14 million in cap space right now. I don't know the exact amount, but it's like something that. like that, yeah. So, and that's been a situation, I think, for the past 10 years. They haven't been close to the cap space, if I'm remembering correctly. Mm -hmm. But I think the, regardless of what happens, um, I think the NHL is committed to keeping the team in Carolina. However, it might just be a situation like Atlanta, and they just be like, okay, you're a lost cause, sorry, 
we have yeah. to move you. The NHL might be saying that they're committed until they're not, yeah. you know, just so they don't hurt any chances of this, you know, deal going through. They might you know, even not believe fully that this is even going to work, but they're not going to say that. Mm. Do you think that, do you think the guy who's, what's the name of the guy who's trying to buy the green, someone Greenberg? Chuck Greenberg. He's, he's the one trying to buy the team. Do you think that he would have an easier time raising money if he said that he wanted to move the team? to Quebec or oh. Kansas City or... I think he'd raise money in a heartbeat. If, I think he would yeah, too. Yeah, like, you know, the Quebec investors, you've got uh, some pretty high-powered business people in Quebec, for instance, you know, the of the Pelado variety who would come along and cut a check in a heartbeat for yeah. that. Um, so that I think that would be the key. If he, has, if he sticks with his guns, which is to keep the team in Raleigh, that's going to be the hard part. Uh, he does have contacts. He helped Mario Lemieux negotiate the purchase of the Pittsburgh oh, Penguins. really? And he also helped the Penguins negotiate their new arena with the city of Pittsburgh. Hmm. So he's had some successes in the hockey world. He's been a, a lawyer involved in sports generally. Okay, so he's been around in the hockey world for a while now. He has. His biggest profile probably in the negative way is with baseball. He was one of the partners in the Texas Rangers purchase, oh. and it didn't go well. He was only with the team a few months, and they just couldn't couldn't play along with everybody else, and he was eventually... Uh, really? Yeah, he sold his share and took off, and that was it. Interesting. He still owns a few minor league ball teams around, but you know that does that count? I don't know. It, if it was me, it would count, but... <laughs> so in general, he's a, he is a sports guy, which is good. Yep. It, I wouldn't want to see a non-sports guy come in and, and own an NHL team. No. Uh, that would probably be mismanaged, which we've seen before, actually. We have, yeah. Uh, so if they did move, Quebec would be a player because they're in the East. It would keep things in the East and the West uh, the same, except for the divisions. Obviously, Quebec would go into the Atlantic, and one of the teams in the Atlantic would go to the... Uh, metropolitan. I don't know who. Maybe Boston. Well, I I, I think more likely, you know, t Tampa or or Florida. They're in the Atlantic, and I I never thought that was really. I didn't either. Right. But. So if let's say both of those went into the uh, metropolitan, mm -hmm. and you know there would be an imbalance there. I don't know how you'd exactly do it, but you might want to move another team into the Atlantic. Actually, if you took who would who would you move in from the metropolitan division? I I'd move in because uh, you can't move in. Pittsburgh because Columbus is right next door. Yeah. And you can't move in, go over way east and, and throw in Philadelphia because uh, it's so close to New York and, and the Rangers and, and Islanders. Like everything's so close in the Metropolitan divi Division. Uh, how I do know. you take, how do you remove a team? I don't, I don't know. I, I didn't expect this question. I didn't do any <laughs> research on it. <clears throat> yeah. um, you know, I think there's a good Detroit-Chicago rivalry. I would even see Chicago. In the Atlantic. I, I, it's in the Great Lakes, and, uh, you know, I, I could see that happening, but obviously we're just talking mm -hmm. eyes and skies here. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, I would like to see uh, Florida teams, both of them, playing with Carolina, playing with Washington, playing in that in that division. I I'd never understood how the Atlantic division hops over the <laughs> yeah. entire it doesn't really eastern make seaboard of the United States and lands in Florida. Yeah. It, it geographically doesn't make sense to me, and you look at travel, Mm. You know, that's a, that's a, an issue as well. So, yeah. mm. I don't know. Yeah, because there's some teams along in the west along that are really far east if you look at the map. Oh, yeah, Nashville. M Nashville, Minnesota, Chicago. St. Louis. Yeah, St. Louis. Fairly east. You know, if you just look at time zones, and I, that's mm. what I look at. Chicago is in the central time zone, but just. Yeah, barely. Yeah. Like if they were the Gary, Indiana Blackhawks, only <laughs> 10 miles away, they'd be in the eastern time zone. 
it's right? it's it's crazy <laughs> but uh and i guess for our younger fans you wouldn't remember detroit being in the in the uh, west in the western toronto conference. was in the west toronto was in the west at one time that really wasn't that, that made long no ago. sense that was that made no sense it, at it all it didn't no yeah that was Early 90s. That was, yeah, in the 90s. Because they played L.A. in the yeah. 93 uh, finals for the West. And Detroit was in the West straight up till 2010, oh, yeah. I think. Yeah, very, very recently they came back to the East, where they always belonged, if you ask me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right, well, that topic kind of uh, trailed <laughs> off a little bit. Did but it ever. Good conversation. <laughs> are there other cities, before we leave the topic of Carolina, mm. other than Quebec, are there other cities, even a Western city, that you think they could go to to balance things? Well, I, I think Seattle would be the, the best option, but there's no rink there, or no arena, sorry, so they can't they can't move it there. However, I mean, Carolina's not, even if this deal fell through and they tried and they were, wanted to relocate the team, it's not going to happen for another oh, no. two or three years. So by that time, maybe Seattle will have an arena. Who knows? Uh, there are so many teams, or so many cities that would love to have, have a team. Houston. We just talked about Houston recently. Yeah. Uh, the Carolina Hurricanes could move to Houston. The owner is, you said he lives in northern northern uh, he, Texas. Yeah. Uh, Greenberg is Texas-based. And because Houston is in the uh, Gulf of Mexico, they could even keep the name. Because Houston gets... <laughs> That's true. In fact, they just, you know, their big big news this year was the hurricane that went into Houston. Oh, Houston Hurricanes, I double don't, H. I don't think they could name it the Houston Hurricanes after the, what happened, but... It, I guess not. It would make sense, and in a way, maybe it could play, pay tribute to all the first responders and stuff, uh, but... Uh, you, you could make it work, I think, but... Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. And it, it definitely makes sense, and yeah, the, 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 the double H would work. Uh I like that, actually. The Helly Hansons. <laughs> yeah. The Edmonton Eskimos, the big double E in the, you know. Yeah. Oh, uh, who knows? <laughs> um, Portland. I think Portland has an arena that's available. I think they do. I don't think they have anyone to make a play to bring a team to Portland. Yeah, I don't know. I, we've had some commentary back when we talked about, you know, where's the next NHL city. Yeah. Uh, we had talked a lot of Seattle and talked only, you know, in a smaller way about Portland. And we got a little... Got a little grief from some mm. people down in Oregon who said, oh, look, Portland's actually a better city than Seattle for this. And they had reasons. I forget what they were, but, mm. you know, uh, good hockey culture there too, I guess. There's there's a lot of an amazing cities uh, and not enough rich guys willing to, to put a team there. They're yeah. a little uh, few and far between, unfortunately. But uh, there are some big players out there who want to bring NHL teams to cities. Houston, mm. Quebec, Seattle, uh, those are the biggest options right now. I'd love to see a team in Kansas City, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, I think there would be some interesting rivalries if Kansas joined the league. Um, any other cities? Milwaukee? Even? Milwaukee, possibly. Uh, t- Cleveland, you know, they've had a team before. And yeah, Cleveland's a big, I mean, the Cavaliers are there. Yeah. Uh, they've got an, I think they have an AHL team, Cleveland Monsters, maybe. Uh, they're, the, the Monsters play in Lake Erie somewhere, but I, I think it might be Cleveland, yeah. Yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe they renamed yeah. it the Lake Erie Monsters. I'd, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> We try, to, we try to keep up people, but, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's move on to Alexander Ovechkin. Do you know the story behind what he did the what, other day? Like, other than just be awesome this year? I, I haven't really followed closely. No, what he, did he do? He, uh, he was outside, and he saw a homeless man uh, with no shirt, no hat this on. This was in Toronto, wasn't it? Oh, I thought it was in Edmonton. Oh, maybe. Oh, that's, that's right. I think you're right, yes. Yeah, so he had no shirt, no hat. It was cold. So he went in and bought him a, a shirt, a sweater, and a hat and brought it back out to him, gave it to him. I don't think the guy knew who he was. said, hey, thank you, whatever. I can't remember the exact quote. And then they interviewed, someone got on social media a picture of it or something. Oh, yeah. And then they interviewed Alexander Ovechkin later that night or the next day. I, I don't know the full details. 
Uh, and he played it off. He's like, yep, yeah, I, I, I bought someone something. He, you know, he was cold. He looked like he was in need, but let's move on. Let's talk about hockey. So he, he downplayed it pretty good. So uh, huge respects and props to Alexander Vetchkin. What a good guy. That's, that is a great story. It is and a fantastic story. And he did it and he did it not knowing if anyone was watching. He didn't care. He was just doing it because, uh, he's the man. That, that's amazing. You know, and, and he has, uh, the resources to do that. He does. All the players do. And I'm sure there are other stories that we've probably never heard about where yep. other players are doing it as well. Mm-hmm. But for him to be confronted with the story and then, you know, play it down. I just want to get on with my day. Let's talk some hockey. Yep. I did what I did. And. You know, let's leave that. That's the NHL way. That's the hockey way. Yeah, and uh, some some further props should go out to uh, Kuznetsov and Orlov because I believe they were with him. Oh, yeah. Uh, so three Russian guys there in Canada helping out a local Canadian guy. So that's that's pretty awesome to see a Rus- to see uh, not only one Russian player but three Russian players uh, do that. That's, that's pretty amazing, really. So I wonder where they went in or where he went in and bought it. Was it, like, was it outside the arena or was it just no, some store? No, it was in a mall. Just, oh, okay. Yeah, it was just in the mall. So, wow. pretty crazy. Well done. Uh, let's talk about Will Butcher. Because we talked about this guy maybe two podcasts ago. I can't remember now. Two, and then we m- mentioned him briefly just last week again. Because he had done well in a game. Yeah, so he plays for New Jersey. He's a defenseman. He he didn't want to play with Colorado because that's who signed him. So he, I don't They know. didn't sign him. They drafted him. Oh, they drafted him. Right. right. And yeah. uh, he decided to play in college hockey or something for a couple of years until he was available to play for another team. He signed with New Jersey, and he has 11 assists, 11 assists in nine games for New Jersey, and he's a plus four right now. He's, he's a man. He's destroying, he's destroying <laughs> it, and New Jersey's playing really well they right are. now, and that's why I wore this hat, actually. Uh, so it's, it's really cool to see them do well. It's really cool to see them turn heads, and because I, wasn't, I didn't plan on watching a lot of New Jersey. I wanted to watch them based on a few moves they made in the offseason and then Nico Hischer. Uh, but I didn't think I'd be watching them this much because they'd be good. I just thought I'd watch them just because of the guys in the team. Right. But uh, everyone's really contributing. Pavel Zaka, Paul Mary. Uh, wow. That's great. What, what a great what a great story for, for Will to come in and uh, pl- not only get a roster spot, uh, but play well. So uh, love, to, love to watch him. I'm going to watch him in the future. And when we talked about him the first time, you know, we raised the issue that he was drafted and didn't do what draftees are supposed to do, right. which is go to the team that drafted you. Eric Lindros did that. When he yeah. was drafted, he would not play in Quebec City. And it eventually worked out okay for him. I mean, he shone with Philadelphia and did very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, his career was shortened because of concussions. But uh, here we've got Butcher doing really the same thing for entirely different reasons right? and going against the grain. And that probably rubs some folks the wrong way, but it's worked out well for New Jersey yep. and for him. And a lot of teams were after him. There was a big, uh, yeah, it was a big list. lineup. And uh, New Jersey got him good for them, and it's paying off. Yeah, definitely. Uh, another defenseman that I'd like to talk about is uh, John Klingberg. I know you haven't watched a lot of Dallas, or maybe any of Dallas this year. You're a busy man. Yeah. Uh, but he is he's one of those underrated uh, unsung heroes so far this this year. I didn't include him in my unsung hero video, but he definitely probably deserved to be there. Uh, he has 11 points in 11 games, and he's averaging 25 minutes per game. He's he's doing things that are above and beyond what's asked of him, and he's doing them well. He is he's moving the puck extremely well right now. 
Uh, so that's great for Dallas. Uh, I mean, they made so many moves in the offseason. You got Radulov, you got Bishop coming in, you got Handel coming in, uh, a few other guys coming in. And then you have a, a guy that's been there for a couple of years in John Klingberg, and uh, he's playing well, so that definitely helps even even the more. So that's that's great. And Kerry Lettinen played the other night, and he had a really good game. Uh, that sentence has not been said in probably about six years. <laughs> so that's, that's good for Dallas. Right on. So I thought we would move on to the Vegas Golden Knights, and they're 9-1-1. One, 9-1-1 and one. Nine, one, and one expansion team. 34 goals for, 19 goals against, uh, for the differential of plus 15. They are currently on a five-game winning streak as we are recording this. Oscar Dansker, or Dunsker, however you want to pronounce it, is 3-0-0 oh, oh, with a 134 goals against average and a .956 save percentage. Now, I have two questions here. Oh, no. I have one statement and two questions. Okay. Statement number one is they have $6 million in cap space. Yeah. So if they keep playing at this level or even return to 500 hockey, they're probably going to make the playoffs, which is fun to say. Do they use the $6 million at the cap at the trade deadline to acquire someone else to, to really make a push? I think they do because why wouldn't you? If you're playing this well and you got $6 million, it's your first year, the fans are excited. Let's get her done. Well, uh, you'd be crazy not to use the money yeah. if you had the money. And I'm presuming they have the money. McPhee must yeah. have a little in reserve that he can pay up to the cap. Uh, why not? Although, a lot of what's happening now, like they're definitely, and you know, a lot of people hate cliches of the punching above your weight thing, but they're playing superior to their perceived talent pool. Yes. And I think a lot of that goes to chemistry. And if you bring a new element into the room, mm-hmm. sometimes you can interfere with that chemistry. And totally. It's not always in a great way. So it may not be the savior thing. Uh, right now, they don't need to do anything. No, they don't. So, and, and, and if I were Vegas and I were, you know, in third or fourth in the division, maybe at least in a wild card spot at the trade deadline, I'd probably stay pat. Mm. Uh, because I don't know, even if they went and made a push, I don't think they could push very far. I don't think one player, a superstar player, is going to change the course of history for them because it's chemistry. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It would be interesting if John Tavares said that he wouldn't, he wasn't going to play with the Islanders next year and wanted to go to a cup contender and get traded to the, to the Vegas Golden Knights no. just to make a put, just, just to make a run. Because... I, I'd be down with that scenario yeah. for sure. Oh yeah, <laughs> but I wouldn't go and spend it and do like what the Habs did, you know, and got Vanek, you know, a few years ago. Oh or, yeah, you know, just or or the Capitals getting Shattenkirk, you know, just doing a or the Rangers rather. Um, just no, a, just no, a, Washington got him from yeah, St. Louis. Just right? a rental situation. Just a rental situation. I wouldn't do that because I think that just jumbles up the chemistry. Yeah, in, it, in, it hurts your future because it chances are you're probably not going to win the cup. Because there's sixteen other, or there's yeah, yeah, there's sixteen other teams, well, or fifteen, 15 other, other teams you need yeah. to to uh, play against. Yeah, so it's it's definitely risky. You know, La- Vegas is such a, an amazing story, not only because of where they're at with the record that they have, but how they're getting it done. You've got your two goalies, Flurry and now Subban, down. You've got Dansk playing, playing very well. Yeah, you've got. You've got a guy like Shea Theodore, who's your up-and-coming defenseman. He can't crack the lineup right now <laughs> yeah. because everyone else is doing so well. What a great problem to have. Exactly. Where you've got this 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 stud sitting in the minors just waiting to, to yep. slot in if, if, the, if you need him. Uh, Vegas is so well on their 
some of their numbers, but they have some big liabilities that are still being, you know, are causing concern. Yeah, because they're still dealing with the, the Shipachev situation. The Shipachev thing. Uh, but just overall in stats, like their five-on-five five play is not that great. You mm-hmm. know, they've got a, a really good penalty kill. They're good in the power play, but yeah. uh, the five-on-five is not great. They're getting 3.38 goals per game. That's second in the league right that's, now. That's awesome. But not unlike Toronto, I mean, they're they're filling the opponent's net, but they're getting scored on some as well. Oh, yeah. And that can't continue forever. But right now, they're only giving up 2.1 goals per yeah, game. So. The, the, uh, on the back end, the uh, the Vegas Gold Knights are really shutting down teams. It's, it's great to see. And a lot of that has, can be attributed to the goalies. And that's really where my question comes in, because right now you have Dansk just absolutely destroying and uh, getting shutouts and playing well. Now... If Marc-Andre Fleury comes back, which I believe is he's rumored to do so very soon, mm-hmm. who do you play? Do you, do you keep Dansk in net because he's playing amazing and make Fleury your backup just until you know things start to slow down? Or do you throw Fleury in net and move Dansk to the uh, backup position? Or if Subban and Fleury come back in at the same time, then you really have a problem. So if it was up to me, I'd keep him in net, put Fleury as a backup, and then sit Subban. Fleury is a huge team leader here as well, so I would probably leave the question to Fleury. He's already shown with his tandem situation when he was with Matt Murray in Pittsburgh yep. that he's quite uh, mentally okay with not always being the starter. Mm-hmm. And I would go to Fleury and say, look, we want to do you know, what, what you think is best for you and what you think is best for the team. Would you like to yeah. sit in as a backup for a few games or would you like to start? You know, and I'd, I'd throw it into to his court. He is a leader. He'll do the right thing. He's a team guy. He, Very much. I think he'd probably say, "Let him have it until he loses it." Yeah, basically. And you know, you don't want you don't want to rush back in after a concussion situation, even when you're right. medically cleared. Yeah. Another week or so, just sitting on the bench, not taking uh, a lot of duty, is probably a really good idea too. Mm. You know, and well, th- then you've got this Subban issue that if he comes back, <laughs> well, what a an embarrassment of riches it's, to have here. It's, it's crazy. I want to correct something I said a while ago. I said their power play was good. It's not that great. Uh, okay. I just I looked at the wrong column in my notes here. They're, uh, they're 19th in the league in the power play. Uh, but that's, you know, they're not last. They're far from last. They're in the mid-pack. Yeah. But they're in the bottom of the pack when it comes to puck possession. Their puck possession, they're in the bottom third hmm. uh, of the league. And that goes to their five-on-five play. So you can have your ringer goalie. You can have your goalie problem, Yeah. Uh, you know, which is too many good goalies on the team. But until you've firmed things up, you know, with your regular five-on-five play. Yeah, because puck possession is a huge part of the game. It's big. Do you and have it, their face-off numbers by any chance? I don't hear, no. I think I may have said it in a recent video, but I don't remember. I know yeah. they're doing well. They're so. second in the Pacific, third in the Western Conference altogether. Yeah. Uh, they have an interesting schedule ahead. This will really tell the tale. Because they just went on a huge home home st- or home, uh, they did. home game streak so since our last episode of the post to post podcast the golden knights have played twice hmm. they've only played on tuesday night they beat chicago 4-2 yeah which was great and on friday afternoon they beat up on colorado 7 nothing yeah they didn't play saturday they didn't play they're not playing today and they're not playing uh, until tomorrow night they play the islanders on the road they're finally they've had a long home stand yeah and they're going back out on the road now. They're playing the Islanders on Monday, the Rangers on Tuesday. So now you've back got... Back-to-back situation back on the road. Back. Yeah. Yeah. 
And then Thursday, they're in Boston. Okay. And then Saturday, they're in Ottawa. Four so games this week. They had two games in the last week. They have four games this coming week before we'll do a post-to-post again. So it'll be interesting to see what we say about Vegas in a week's time. No, because we won't have a podcast next week. Oh, right? yeah. You kind of ruined the announcement. That, that's one of your announcements. I'm sorry end, yeah. about that. We don't know for sure if we're not going to have a podcast, but the chances are uh, we're not going to have a podcast next week due to uh, visitors. So Yeah. Uh, let's move on from Vegas because there, we can talk about them forever probably and say uh, wonderful things, but mm-hmm. uh, let's transition to the Canadians' uh, cap space and their situation moving forward. Uh, the Steve Dangle podcast talked about this, and I thought they did a really good job, and they brought up some interesting topics. So I just want to look at the cap right now. So right, right now Montreal has $8 million in cap space. That's a lot of money for for the Canadians, it's a great problem to have mm-hmm. uh, because Bergevin can't do anything with it right now. If he makes a trade, it's only going to be lateral. It's not going to really improve the team much. Yeah. The cap base is probably going to basically stay the same. Um, however, if we look ahead to next year, Carey Price is making an extra $3.5 million per year. Uh, you're losing Thomas Mechanics $6 million. Tory Mitchell, you're probably losing, I don't know if you'd resign him, one point two. Alice Hemsky's $1 million. You're probably not going to resign him. Uh, Deneau's an RFA, so what do you give him? Two and a half, three? After last maybe? night, I'd give him yeah, uh, maybe. in the higher end. He, uh, was, he was lights out last night. McCarron is an RFA. You have to make a decision there. Uh, De La Rose is an RFA. Davidson is an RFA. Morrow's an RFA. So probably two of the three of those guys, two of the f- four of those guys are probably going to be cut or traded or whatever. And then... That leaves you with, um, hold on here. I had a, I had a trade worked out. Okay, so <laughs> if you, it, it basically brings you in the same area. I think I think you're around ten million. Uh, if you trade, just hypothetically, if you trade Galchen, Galchenyuk for with his four point nine million dollars cap space, you trade uh, Moro with point seven million dollars in cap space, and a pick to Colorado for uh, Matt Duchesne. So that's five point six million dollars going away and six million dollars coming in. So you're you're losing point four off the cap, which is is great. So you have Duchesne on the team, just hypothetically. Okay. And now your cap space is nine point six million dollars, and now you trade um, Andrew Shaw for three point nine million and Jacob Delarose for zero point eight million dollars to the Islanders for John Tavares, and um, because maybe the Islanders think they're going to lose Tavares. They know he doesn't want to play, so they want to trade him. So they get Shaw and uh, Delarose because it's better than nothing, losing him in the offseason if they mm-hmm. can't sign him, right? I know that's not going to happen. It's just hypothetical. <laughs> so Tavares joins the team. And if Montreal keeps doing, and and they still have $4.3 million in cap space, if you sign T- Tavares next year for $10 million. So Carey Price's contract, new contract, Duchesne on the lineup, and then Tavares in his new $10 million contract, you still have $4.3 million left. Hypothetical. If Montreal does absolutely terrible, I mean terrible this year, and they come in last spot, maybe maybe they get first pick. There's a lot of talk about this Dahlin guy from mm-hmm. Sweden. I think he's from Sweden. Yeah. Um, he's a top he's a top pair defenseman. He's six foot two. He is he's pretty much slated to go first overall. So Montreal could be in the situation. And a lot of things need to happen to make this happen. <laughs> uh, but you could be in a situation where you have Dolan, first pick, Price, Weber, Pacioretty, Durant, Tavares, and Duchesne. 
that's like half Team Canada. <laughs> mine is, <laughs> mine is Pacioretty. But, yeah. uh, it's, it would be, it's, it's not impossible. It's, I don't know if I would, I don't know if it's plausible, but it's not impossible. Well, even if you don't tank to get that draft pick, you can, you know, with the money you still have available under that scenario, you can probably cast around the league and find yourself a pretty good D-man or get one back that you used to have. Oh, yeah, most of the best defensemen in the league used to belong to Montreal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Seems that way. I know it's not true. But. Um, wow. That's quite a scenario. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it probably is not something that has not crossed the mind of uh, Jeff Molson or Mark Bergevin. I'm, I think, though, that especially on the attempt to try to gain yourself a really good pick, most teams who do that, do it by you know, underperforming, and yeah. I think the local fan market in Montreal would would have a cow if that happened. No, I don't, I don't think it's worth tanking to get no. Dolan or anyone else. I don't agree with the tanking uh, theory or um, I don't know the right word. And the lottery has somewhat fixed that because teams oh, yeah. used to tank in the past. Well, look what New Jersey did this year. Oh, yeah. I think they were in sixth in or something like that, and they got first pick or Bingo. whatever they were, and yeah. I don't even remember. I like that part of the uh, the new way of doing things. I, I like the lottery for drafting. Yeah, me but, too. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so I hmm. I don't know if Tavares would even come play in Montreal because it's Montreal. Yeah. But I think that Bergevin would be a fool not to make a play if Tavares doesn't sign with the Islanders or if he says he's not going to sign with the Islanders. Yeah, and I've seen chatter about trying to get Tavares or trying to get to Shane. I haven't seen a scenario where you end up with both of them, and that's <laughs> that, that's very entertaining to to think about for next year. Uh, just a just a dream. Yeah, and there's lots of those. Yeah, lots of those. <laughs> uh, okay, let's move on to the EIHL, and this was a video that was wildly requested we do on Twitter uh, because there was a huge situation in the EIHL this week. Uh, Gulakis hit Freder from behind, and then Freder hit Gulakis from behind, and Gulakis kicked, I guess, if you want to say that, yeah. uh, Freder. And then there was su- a suspension of Gulakis for three games, a suspension on Freder for one game, which we did not agree with. We mm-hmm. did not agree with the refing system as what well either. And we were right. And apparently we were right <laughs> because uh, as like literally as I released the video on the YouTube channel, the they announced that they had completely revamped the DOPS, the Department of Player Safety. That guy has gone out. I don't even remember his name. I don't care. Doesn't matter. Uh, now they have a board or a committee of people there to review the plays, and they re- they had an NH a former NHL linesman or someone come in and uh, review what happened and make an external opinion mm-hmm. and decision. And now Freder has six games. Uh, he's suspended six games, and I believe. Uh, Gulakis is down from three to two. I think he got two. That's yeah. correct. Yeah. And uh, for those of you who are listening or watching this podcast who didn't see that video, yeah. it'd be good to go see it on the understanding that a lot of the things we talked about were really living and current at the time, but yeah. they became dated within a matter of hours after we did the uh, the podcast or that <laughs> yeah. video. Um, so, you know, we have more depth and detail there, but I think the, the upshot was that Galakis is known to be a bad guy, mm-hmm. and uh, Freder is known to be a good guy, 
but they reversed roles in that game, and now they're being punished appropriately. Yeah, I guess I guess Frederick had been hit so many times from behind in that game, and just in general over the past couple of games and yeah. weeks, he just lost his cool, and it happens. I understand it, but uh, it's it almost it's a good thing in a way because it forced it forced what should have happened before it happened, which was the uh, revamping of the DOPS in general. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure that Frederick feels bad, and he, it sucks that he suspended six games. But his actions put something in play that is so important to the league. Yeah. So it's he took one for the team, I guess you could say. The team as in the whole league. And, and as many commentators pointed out on the comments underneath the, uh, the video that you and I did, the EIHL is starting to get to the point now where it is a player in the international you know, hockey exchange. It really is. It really is. They're getting teams now that are being recognized and... There is some chatter, apparently, about a possible KHL incursion yes. into yeah. uh, into Great Britain. So, who knows what happens with uh, hockey and in, in general in that uh, country? Didn't, didn't one of the EIHL teams beat a team in the Finnish league or the SHL or something like that? Somebody wrote that in a comment, and I didn't verify it, but I believe that's what was commented on. Yeah, I think it was the Panthers. Maybe they beat. I can't remember. Uh, I shouldn't yeah. say, but uh, it's interesting. We're going to have to watch some EIHL hockey Absolutely. sometime soon. It's going to be fun. I thought I'd move on to my power rankings now because uh, people enjoyed them last week, and some people enjoyed making fun of me because, just because they people people disagree, and that's totally fine. And but. when you do that, I have the latest uh, power rankings of a sort oh, from uh, from that source that I had last week. Uh, um, Lusician. Oh, so. great. So you make me look bad here. No, 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 no. He doesn't look so great here himself, and I'll explain that to you in a minute. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to do the opposite of what I did last week. I'm going to start at the bottom and move to the top. So in 31st, I have Arizona. What I mean, they're on a 10-game losing streak. I'd, how are they not in last place now? Uh, 30th, I have Buffalo. 29th, I have Montreal. So Montreal moved up two spots. Edmonton is in 28th. The Rangers are in 27th. Washington is in 26. They're looking really inconsistent recently. 25, I have Minnesota. They're dealing with some injury issues, unfortunately. I think once I think once things settle down in Minnesota, they'll start to move back up the standings. Uh, 24, I have Florida. They look extremely inconsistent. Uh, 23, Carolina. Again, one of those teams that haven't played a lot of games. Uh, their sample size is low, and they've been a bit inconsistent. But I do believe that they will climb the standings here. 22, I have Calgary. They've struggled recently. 21, I have Colorado. Maybe the most inconsistent team so far this year. They have games where they've looked incredible and games where they've looked like garbage. Number 20, I have Winnipeg. Uh, Number 19, I have Boston. They're creeping up the list quietly. Number 18, I have Detroit. They're falling a little bit. 16, I have Anaheim. And they're 5-4-1. I'm going to say the actual records here from 16-1. to Uh, The Islanders are in 15th, and they're at 5-4-1. 14th, I have San Jose at 5-5-0. Five, five, oh. They're moving up the list. Uh, they're starting to play really well recently, so um, even though their record isn't that great, I have them a bit higher than, than better slated teams as far as the record goes. And 13th, I have Philadelphia at 6-5-0. And, and, oh, they're a little con- inconsistent as well. Number 12, I have Nashville at 5-3-2, and, and they're starting to play some better hockey now. 11th, I have Ottawa. They're 5-1-5. Five, what? What team goes 5-1-5? and five? They've lost five times in, in extra time. What's up with that? I mean, those are, those are five important points. Yeah, they are. However, 
how do you lose five times? It like you five one and five. I don't think I've ever seen that to the start of a season. That, that's almost half the games you've played. Yeah, ended up being a, a mercy point. Yeah, like you know, that's five out of eleven. They just games. can't get it done because the other night they, um, I think it was last night. Uh, the, the, the Devils were winning four two, with very little time left in the third period, and then Ottawa came back, and scored two goals and sent it to overtime. And then, and then went to a shootout. And then the New, the New Jersey Devils <laughs> won. <laughs> so I, I got to feel bad for Ottawa a little bit. Yeah. Uh, tenth, I have Pittsburgh at seven three and one. They're all over the place. I don't understand. I don't understand Pittsburgh right now. They're they look good some games, and some games look like crap. They're defensively poor at at certain times of the game, and then they look amazing at certain times in the game. Crosby is. I think Crosby has eleven points, but he's a minus seven. I think or. Maybe something. Yeah, I think he's, he's a minus player for sure right now. Uh, he's thirty fourth in points, so that's that's unusual for the name Crosby. Mm-hmm. Uh, and ninth, I have Dallas, so they've moved down my list. They're six five and zero. Oh. Um, they're still playing really good, but there's there's definitely room for improvement. Number eight, I have Toronto at seven four and zero oh. defensively. Toronto is is so inconsistent. They they need really they need a lot of help on the back end. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're they're right now they're all up front. They're power. Uh, number seven, I have Columbus qu- very quietly going 7-3 and, and oh, They're doing really, really well, and they're not getting enough attention, and that's probably how they like it. They like to fly under the radar. So that's good for them. Number six, I have Vancouver. And they're 6-3-1. and one. They're on a four-game winning streak, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know how. I don't know why, but they're doing great. Uh, I think they'll start to level off and come down the list, but right now they're playing really great, and I think they deserve to be in the top ten in anyone's power rankings. Uh, number five, I have New Jersey at 8-2-0. and zero. We talked about New Jersey a bit uh, earlier in the in this podcast. Number four, I have St. Louis, and they're eight, two, and one. They've been doing great things, getting great contributions from guys like Jaden Schwartz. Um, number three, I've got Tampa Bay, nine, two, and one. They they could be first. These these top three could really all be first. They're they're doing great things. Uh, we did talk about I did talk about Tampa Bay the other day in the Unsung Heroes video. So if you haven't watched that, definitely go watch that. And second place, I have Los Angeles at nine one and one. They're doing great things. And in first place, I have Vegas, five game winning streak, eight one and zero. How do you not put Vegas in at the beginning? I mean, the, they're playing amazing right now. And like you said, they've only played nine games, and they're, they play less than other people. And we'll find out if they can play well on the road. But will. Uh, I've got to put them right now at uh, number one in my rankings. So. <laughs> it's interesting. Uh, Dom Lazician, who does it's not the same thing as you know, it's not really a power ranking. It's more a projection for the end of the season, where they'll finish and how many points they'll have. Right. I read a little bit more about his methodology since last week, and he runs computer simulations. Okay. In this case, every day he runs 50,000 game simulations trying to approximate where the teams are going to shake out with uh, their wins and losses based on who they're playing that night, how they're doing on the road, who they have injured. Yep. Know, he, he inputs all this information in and runs these simulations. Uh, he has he agrees with you on one item. Uh-oh. The uh, last place? He agrees with you that Buffalo is in 30th place. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, everywhere else, he's close. Uh, he has uh, Tampa Bay at the top. You have them, and you said the top three are all interchangeable. Yeah, basically. Uh, you had them at uh, third place, but he has them at the top right now projected to have 106-plus points. Uh, your second place pick was the Kings. Uh, he has them in fourth, so that's pretty okay. close. Your first place pick was the Vegas Golden Knights. 
he has them in 24th with a projected uh, 88 points. So, mm. you know, again, his method is totally different, and the purpose of what he's doing is different from what you're doing with your power rankings. He's doing end-of-year predictions. That's right. I'm doing the past week and the next week. Exactly, exactly. So uh, Dom Luzician writes for The Athletic, which is I promoted it a few times now, not for pay, but uh, they just have... You, just because you like it. I like it. Yeah. yeah, they're not giving me a free subscription, because you do have to pay to watch yeah. this or to uh, log in here. I'm not getting it a freebie. I had to pay like everybody else. But I really like what I'm reading there, because it's it's thoughtful stuff about not just NHL and other hockey, but it's mm. about sports generally. Uh, his rankings are... Uh, to, to close them out, he has Pittsburgh number two with 102 points potential. He has Columbus Blue Jackets at number three with 102 points potential. And he also rates the percentage chance that they'll make the playoffs and that they'll win the Stanley Cup. Okay. I won't get into all of them, but he has Tampa Bay at the top of that list with an 11% chance of winning the Cup. Not surprising? Not surprising. He has Pittsburgh and Columbus tied at 9%. He has the Kings at 6%. Boston is fifth at 5%. What? Yeah. I, I don't I don't get it. I don't understand. I don't get it. Uh, and the comments that are underneath his reports each day yeah. ask him these kinds of questions, like, <laughs> how's that happening? Now, that he's just one person, Where, and that's just one set of computer simulations. Where does he live? I don't know. <laughs> I should check. Who does he cheer for? I don't know. I don't <laughs> know if he has one. But, but here's, just to bring him back to earth a little bit, there were 13 games in the league last night. He got eight of them wrong oh. as to who would win which game. Mm -hmm. So his batting average isn't that great so far either. And that happens to the best people. So Oh, it does it ever. Um, I'd like to talk about the games last night at some point. Please. I am I'm done my general uh, hockey talk. The rest I is what I have to talk about is channel-related. So We'll go over all the scores, but some of the games have interesting stories just quickly, if, sure. uh, if that's have, all right. Hit me with them. The Philadelphia-Toronto game, you already discussed it. You know, uh, I think uh, Toronto went down uh, fairly quickly. Uh, they lost the game 4-2 to Philadelphia. Yep. And, uh, you know, Giroux and Fipula. Filpula. Filpula, sorry. They both had goals, I think, in the second period. Now, Giroux shoots right, Filpula shoots left. Yeah. They were both identical Pretty right much. over the, right the, the, glove, the left shoulder. corner of uh, of Anderson yeah. and they were almost identical goals and uh, Toronto was just had some bad breaks down uh, breakdowns there uh, there was an interesting non-call uh, Komarov uh, hit uh, Gothispierre I'm I'm doing poorly with that name just call him Ghost Ghost okay Komarov hit Ghost but also Gudas hit Komarov mm. neither one of those plays were called one of them you know, the, the continuation of the play resulted in a goal. But they were non-calls. And just back to our EIHL discussion, the NHL has two refs. They were pretty blatant hits, both of them, that I thought. One was yep. a, a boarding call, really. Absolutely. Or would have been a boarding call. Neither one was called, even with two refs on the ice. So even though we have two refs here, we're far from perfect. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I, I just want to stop you just right there real quick. I, I was, did sure. not plan to talk about this, but I think it is definitely important. And I don't think you've seen the video, but Andrew Pillock, who you've seen on this channel, and you know who he is. Sure, yeah. Uh, he did a video this week talking about goaltender interference, and it was a it was a rant, and uh, he even names it a rant, so I'm I'm not making fun of him here. <laughs> uh, 
uh, and it was he. It was it was a brilliantly put together video because oh, really? he showed examples from last season. He showed examples from this season. He showed all the inconsistencies. He brought up amazing points. I really think anyone listening to this podcast should definitely go to his channel. And I've promoted his channel in general before, and I st- I still think it's a good idea that you guys should go subscribe to him. But mm-hmm. this video specifically is pr- I think his best video on his channel. Oh wow! And everyone should go watch it because it, it exposes the NHL very well the examples he uses are great uh it's technically perfect um, definitely go watch it and I, I like i said i know you probably haven't watched it i, I haven't uh, had time no after the podcast I'd, I'd like you to watch it okay it's great i will excellent thank you um toronto is as you said earlier suffering in goals against yeah you know, they are putting a lot of goals in the other team's net but they're letting a lot in on their own and they're now 25th in the nhl in goals against and what are they in goals for first uh, almost, I, they're up there somewhere, you know, they're just huge. Uh, That's amazing scoring. to be, to be, uh, so high in goals for, and at the bottom of goals against. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> that's exciting hockey. Well, it is exciting hockey. It's like pulling your goalie and going with six, six attackers all the time. Yeah. You know, it might work. <laughs> um, other games in the NHL last night, the Washington Capitals went into Edmonton and beat them five, two, uh, although, Edmonton got off to a good start. Holtby gave up a massive rebound off of McDavid, and Maroon was just in mm. the sweet spot and put it in. But then after that, the wheels came off. Uh, Kuznetsov got a couple of goals for Washington. Uh, they played well, and they went on and, and won that game 5-2. So Edmonton, you know, we know the talent's there. We know yeah. the predictions are there, and they'll probably get out of this mess. Yeah. But it hasn't happened yet. It's, it's strange for sure. And uh, that's actually one game I, I didn't watch any of mm-hmm. out of the 13 games or however many games were on last night. Uh, that's the only game I didn't watch. I didn't, actually, I didn't even know who won until you t- just told me. I forgot to check you the scores this first. morning. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you and I, of course, know who won the New York Rangers-Montreal game because we watched it together, at least the second and third periods we watched together. Yeah. For the first period, you were watching here, and I was still on my way back from uh, – something else and I had it on the radio mm. on uh, TSN 690 and heard the game so the f- you know I I walked in the house after the first period we're up three nothing you know yeah. this is great it's gonna be a great 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 game yeah great all right uh, so uh, Galchenyuk Paul Byron and, and uh, Philip Dano all scored in the first period and it was you know lights out the Rangers got a serious talking to in the uh, first intermission and they came out and played very well in the second they did and, and they've also played very well in the third. I think the combination of Nash and, Nash and Zibanejad yeah. is just lethal. Absolutely. They are fantastic. Nash is very underrated. He's, he is a superstar in the league, but uh, he makes some plays that you're just like, wow. Like mm-hmm. that pass last night between the legs uh, on the, one of the goals there was great. Yeah, and uh, Philip Deneau got... Two goals, he two did. assists. He yep. almost got. He almost got a third. Yeah, he got four points out of out of the total of five goals that were scored. Yeah. And yeah, he was close. He was on the doorstep. So, you know, great for Montreal. You know, the, it's a very cautionary story, though. They got off to a great lead. They lost that lead. They ended up getting, you know, in a four-four tie before they closed it off with Pacioretty's uh, mm. rebound goal uh, late in the third. And they avoided having to go to overtime or a shootout. And that's their, is that their first or second regulation win? I think it might just be their second because they beat Florida. It is their second, yeah. So Montreal is far from out of the woods here. Oh, absolutely. But uh, there are some good indications from last night because the players that you want to see on the score sheet got there. Mm -hmm. Pacioretty, Galchenyuk, 
you know, they were there. Gallagher played a great game. But the Rangers played a great game, too. Once they got over their first period yeah. yips or whatever they had, they were... The, the shots in the first period were 19-2, to two, I believe. Uh, yeah. I don't know if I've ever seen such a, a shot differential like that in the first period. It was like the Canadians were playing a minor league team. It was really embarrassing. I think that's what happened, too. In the second, they had put Carey Price to sleep. And then well, he was that's, that, that's a player who didn't play well. He did not. No, he did not. He made a couple of saves that he should have made. But uh, I read a critique of there, uh, also on the athletics uh, website this morning. There was three things we learned about Montreal mm-hmm. in the, from the game last night. One was that you know their players are starting to find their game. That uh, particularly Galchenyuk yeah. is finding his game. And the third thing was that Carey Price is still a problem. Or has a problem. Yeah. Do you, do you want to know what I have not seen from Carey Price this year that I've seen every other season? A smile. I have not seen Carey Price smile once. And obviously they're losing, so why, why would you smile? But yeah. just in general, between the plays, talking to, to people and stuff, I haven't seen a smile. Hmm. Even the other, the win a couple of nights ago against Florida when they were congratulating him and stuff, no smile. Really? I don't know if he's unhappy or, I mean, he just got $10 million, so. Well, not yet. Well, not yet, but I mean, $10 million <laughs> for eight years or whatever the heck it is, but yeah, uh, I don't know why he's not happy if he's not happy, but I don't know. Maybe he's not happy because it's not next year yet. You know? Oh, maybe. He's only making, you know, what is it, $6 million or $5 million. Maybe he was disappointed that his buddy Markov left. Well, you know, that could be. There's so much chemistry, yeah. chemical things that happen in a dressing room and that have to be sorted out. Bergevin gave a press conference or a, a reporter comment last week. The solution is not something I can do. And mm. you, you said earlier, you know, he just can't pick up the phone right now and get somebody. There's nothing to do. That's right. Uh, the solution's in that room. The problem's in there and that's where the solution is. Yep. And right now you can say, maybe this is the first time for a while, Montreal's won two of their last three games. <laughs> Weird. Woo! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Alrighty. Also, this is a very interesting uh, game. L.A. beat Boston two to one. Oh, that was very strange. That I've was never very seen strange. anything like that. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know like how? You know, oh yeah. The, the and there was a lot of talk about how Boston could have played that a little differently, uh, coaching wise, at that very last minute icing. Okay. Okay. Um, there was a. They were playing three on three in overtime. Yeah. Yes. Right. Yeah. And Boston was uh, coming, had possession of the puck. They were coming down the ice. And Tori Krug, with about 3.4 seconds, he's not quite to the center ice line. Yeah. He tries to pass the puck ahead to Bjork. Bjork misses the pass. Mm-hmm. And because Krug started the pass from behind center ice yeah. and no one touched it, it went down for icing, right. leaving 0.9 seconds on the clock. Yep. L.A. calls a timeout. So Boston, but Boston's still stuck with the same guys. They have two wingers and a D-man. They mm-hmm. have no centermen. So now they're facing a face-off in their own zone with someone who's not a centerman. Yeah. And L.A. walks in there with, they can change guys. And the coach afterwards admitted in the press conference. The coach of Boston or the coach? Boston coach. He admitted later in the press conference that what they should have done is take a face-off violation penalty. If he'd gotten the winger, Ah. Pasternak, let's say, if he'd gotten the winger to botch the face-off on purpose and get a penalty, then he'd have to replace him because you can't have two players, right, on, on a three-on-three situation. The other team gets more. It goes to four-on-three. It goes to actually five-on-three because the, or, yeah, four-on-three. Four on three. So it, then he would, you know, he has to put out another player. He puts out Bergeron, <laughs> who's good in the face-offs, and they probably 
don't lose in that 0.9 seconds that are left. But as we now know... Um, there was a face-off. There was a face-off. Toffoli scored with 0.4 seconds left. Yeah, uh, Kopitar was the face-off man, drew it right back. They had Toffoli, and I forget, Doughty, I think, were both there just with their sticks up waiting to go. Yeah. And it came to Toffoli, and he rifled it. And as the puck crosses, I mean, it's 0.1 seconds left. Yeah. It was amazing. So I think that... I. Yes, that would have been the, the right thing to do. However, who's actually going to think that a team's going to score with 0.9 seconds left on a, off a face-off? Like, it's, I don't think it's ever happened before. Nobody until last night would think that. Yeah, I but, guess now we know. But I tell you, L.A. was ready for it. I mean, they, yes. they took their time out, and they were mapping it out, and they they actually pulled their goalie. So it was a five-on-three, or, three. or would have been a five-on-three situation had, oh, had penalty, Boston taken yeah. the penalty. So it was a four-on-three. They pulled uh, quick, and... Uh, there, away they went. Boom. That, that shows real dedication because you're, you're not just taking the face off just to get to a shootout. You don't want it to go to a shootout. No. You have an opportunity to end it now with 0.9 seconds left, and you take the opportunity, and you get it done. That's right, because a win in the shootout is not as good as a, exactly. a win yeah. in overtime. Because you know, the shootout wins don't count for as much in a tie-breaking mm-hmm. situation. So it's worth going for. Yeah. You, one thing you did know, Boston wasn't going to score. No. In yeah. your empty There's net. no way they could have gotten the puck down there in time. Yeah. So. Even Al McKinnis couldn't get the puck down that far <laughs> in, uh, in 0.9 seconds. Yeah. That was a, just a fantastic uh, smart coaching play and a dumb coaching play. Or not dumb. Uh, who would think of that? Yeah. Who would think to do that? But next time, you know, Bruce Cassidy said, next time, if we're ever in that situation again with like 1.1 or whatever left... And I don't have a good centerman out there. We're going to take a face-off violation penalty and, and put him out. Not just next time for the Boston Bruins, <clears throat> next time for all the other 30 teams who just watched that happen. A lot of lessons you know, got All learned. those other coaches. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So pretty smart stuff. Alrighty, San Jose and Buffalo. Uh, San Jose beat the Buffalo Sabres 3-2. to two. Uh, Eichel had some bad luck uh, that game. He just just wasn't you mm. know, playing particularly well, and there's a shot of him walking off uh, through the corridor after the game, and he snaps his stick over his leg. Oh. And uh, those sticks aren't cheap, you know, but it uh, didn't go well. Yeah, Eichel, he's got, a, got an attitude, yeah. that's for sure. And they had a first-period goal called back because of goaltender interference. So Ooh. maybe Andrew Pillett can add that call to his. <laughs> and it, it was it was Eichel, would have been Eichel's goal, okay. right? And someone was skating, someone else, I forget who was skating, right? Not really in the crease, but just in front of the goalie across the front edge of the crease mm-hmm. right around that time. And, you know, they reviewed it. They called it uh, goaltender interference. I don't know if I would have, but I wasn't emotionally involved. I only watched it in a highlight, so I don't know. Mm. But that's another reason why Eichel probably wasn't too happy with things. Uh, a few other quick notes here. Anaheim beat Tampa Bay 4-1. And they you know did. what that means? Uh, it means, no, I don't know what that means. Well, Kunitz scored the goal for Tampa Bay. Okay. And it wasn't assisted by T- Stamkos or Kucherov. Oh. Oh, oh, the point streak is over. It's over for both of them at 10 Dang. or 11 games. Uh, they were one short of, I think it was Marty St. Louis' team record. Wow. Yeah, so it ended last night. <laughs> That's unfortunate. It is. Uh, Detroit beat Florida 3-2 in a shootout. Mm-hmm. Uh, CU got his goal. You know, he's, it didn't take long to get going once nope. he got back on the team. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, St. Louis, again, doing so well. Beat Columbus 4-1. Yep. Uh, Jake Allen got second star, as you would be happy to know. Heck yeah. Scotty Upshaw, three points. Oh, wow, the really? Yep. The Islanders beat Nashville in Nashville, I think, 6-2. to two. I think Tavares got another hat trick, didn't he? He did. <laughs> yeah. Insane. And, uh... He's he's on he's on a roll for a guy who's you know not interested. He's looking pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Minnesota beat Pittsburgh two one, 
uh, and Miko Koivu got the game-winning yes, goal. Yes, he did. That. I saw that one. Yeah. Colorado beat Chicago 6-3. Rantanen and McKinnon each got two goals and one assist. And I believe it was 6 nothing at one point. Oh, was it really? It was. It was oh, wow. It, uh, there were Chicago fans in the Discord very, very upset. Wow. <laughs> and uh, Vernia got the win. Uh, another goal scorer. This is interesting. Although Rantanen and McKinnon each got two goals and one assist, mm-hmm. they're not leading the team in scoring. It's actually still Sven Andragetto, and who he, got a goal last night for four in the season. And he's got a couple assists as well. Yeah, he does. He's doing really well. He's doing awesome. Yep. Uh, so I'm not sure Sven Andragetto is leading the whole team, but he's leading those two guys. Mm. So I don't. Do you know remember who we got as an exchange? Or who? I say we as in Canadians. Was it Martinson? It might have been. Do you remember who we got Deneau for? No, Dale Weiss, or yeah, oh, yeah. we traded Dale Weiss for Dano. That was really? a great. That was a great trade. It was, especially after last night. Yeah, Dano, he was <laughs> incredible points, yeah. last night, and uh, he does have these flashes. If mm-hmm. he can put that together and keep it going, he's he's going to be great. Mm-hmm. So thanks for letting me do the scoreboard. You're all done. I'm all done. Oh, I'm disappointed. <laughs> I thought there would be more. All right, I was excited. Oh, I'm not done. That we have the World Series. We can talk about. Oh, okay. Well, we'll do that. Uh, right. We'll do that now. Okay. Yeah, we'll talk about that now. All right. This was game four in Houston. Yeah. Uh, the Astros were actually up 2-1 mm-hmm. uh, on the series, and L.A. was looking to come back and tie it up. It went into the ninth inning, tied 1-1. And then Houston caught fire in the top of the ninth, scoring... You mean L.A.? Sorry, L.A. I do mean that. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for being my quality control manager. No problem. <laughs> L.A. caught fire in the top of the ninth. They scored five runs, including yeah. a three-run homer. And they went into the bottom of the ninth ahead 6-1, to one. Uh, Houston did manage to get one run, but obviously not enough. And the mm. game ended 6-2. Game five is tonight, Sunday night, and in Houston. Excellent. And then they're yeah. back to L.A. for the last two games if yep. it's needed. If necessary. If necessary. One will be required will. for sure. That's right. Uh, it's always great to see a close-knit series in any sport. Mm-hmm. I hate sweeps and runaways and in the final version or the final of, of any playoffs. I want to see a competitive match. Sports is about drama. Yeah. We want some drama. Mm-hmm. Now there's good drama and there's bad drama. There's some bad drama also in that series. And that's the uh, suspension. Right. That right. was handed out to uh, Yaleski uh, Guriel. He made a racial gesture uh, that was uh, critical of uh, Hugh Darvish, pitcher for the uh, LA Dodgers. And it was an interesting how the league dealt with it. And I think I'm okay with how the league dealt with it. The commissioner, uh, Bob Manfred, he said three things about why they decided to give him a five-game suspension, but he delay the onset of that suspension until right. the first of next season. First off, he wants uh, Guriel to lose some salary. If he suspended him now, apparently it wouldn't impact his salary. Uh, I don't know how salary works in the uh, Major League Baseball, but... I guess that they're being paid a different way now, or okay. they only get paid if they win, or I don't know how that works. Right. But he wouldn't lose money if he got suspended immediately. But he'll lose money, and quite a bit of money, if he gets suspended next year when he's on his regular Did season. Did he get fined as well? Well, it the fine is his basically lost salary for those five okay. games. I just wasn't sure if there's an additional fine. Yeah, I don't think so. Because sometimes you see that in the NHL, there'll be... Uh, suspended or not. Yeah, they'll be suspended. Mm-hmm. They won't get paid for the games and they'll be fined on top of that. But yeah, perhaps. I'm not sure in this case. I don't. I didn't hear that there was an additional fine on top of the suspension. Uh, the second reason why he's 
uh, extended the or delayed the onset of the suspension until next season is he thought that it because it was the actions of a single player right as opposed to the team or the management mm-hmm. that he didn't want the rest of the t- players on the team to be negatively impacted by the actions of one yep because it's a team sport it so. is a team sport and the third reason is he actually had a talk with you darvish and darvish was okay to move on with this and okay. not make it a thing uh, mm. for the playoffs so that was an important piece as well. Probably if Darvish had said, I don't want to see this guy again, you know, that yeah. maybe he would have done something differently. But uh, Darvish was very adult about it. Hmm, that's and good for did him. Did you see the gesture? No, I didn't see the gesture. Yeah. And, uh, Darvish is Asian, part right. Asian. Actually, he's fully Asian. His uh, dad was Iranian and his mom was Japanese. Ah. So his, his actual name is longer than Darvish. It's Darvish, and there's a lot more letters, but yeah. it's, it's a Persian name, hmm. a long name. And it was to do with his heritage, uh, the, the gesture, and it was unfortunate. And and he's mm-hmm. apologized profusely since then, but of course, you know, everyone's sorry after they get whacked. And they'll right? always remember him for that, probably. They will. So. They probably will. So anyway, it it's. It, I think it was well handled. I think baseball did the right thing here. Yeah, I'm okay with that, too. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So uh, I don't know if you'll be watching the game tonight, but I probably will be watching the game tonight. Very curious to see who's going to go 3-2 in that series. I'll probably be home in time to watch the the last half of it. Mm. I expect to be back from where I'm going uh, for my little event probably by 10 o'clock or so Atlantic time mm. at the latest, and the game will still be underway. Just probably only be in the fourth or fifth inning by then. So Nice. Yeah, I'll be around. All right, I'm going to go over the videos that I released on the channel this or this this past week and uh, go over the, the videos to come in the, the week to come. Mm-hmm. So Justin's Week in Review released last Monday. That got 2,400 views. Uh, then I released a video called uh, Should the Canadians Fire Mark Bergevin? And that was pretty controversial, but it got 2,700 views. Then we had the AHL card unboxing from NHLCardTrader.com. That got 1,000 views. Um, these are these numbers are, of, are as of last night. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and then I released a video, If the Playoffs Started Today, I got 6,000 views. That was a very well-received video. I thought it was a great idea. And, of course, we talked about this prior to the podcast. I wanted you to do it every week, and you're going to do it, though, I'm regularly. I'm going to do it every month. Every month. And I'm okay with that. Yeah, every month but I'm going to do that But it's a great idea. Yeah, because it's a lot of fun. It's, uh, it, and it's always going to change. Every so The video is always going to be different every month. Yeah. So it's cool. Even right up to the last oh, yeah. three games of the regular season. So it's a, it's a, it's a neat idea. And then I had a video called Are the Vegas Golden Knights for Real? That got 4,200 views. Uh, and then I released a video uh, about my ho- hockey card collection. That got 1,200 views. Some people really enjoyed that because they collect cards as well. Mm-hmm. Some interesting stories in the comments there. Oh, good. Then we had the EIHL hit video. That got 3,100 views. Probably the majority of those coming from the, from the UK. Yeah. Uh, then we had Fan Friday, which released uh, Friday, obviously. That got 1,100 views. And then I had a video, Five Unsung Heroes, that got 2,700 views. Right. And then the Charlottetown Swamp Rabbits made their appearance again in an NHL 18 video on yesterday. That got 2,000 views. People seemed to enjoy that. I so mean, did you play them in a game? Is that what you did? I did, the, I did the expansion draft. I did the normal draft, the prospect draft, whatever. And then I played the first game. So okay. it's a long video. It's like over an hour. Oh, my God. An hour and 20 minutes. But uh, And then yesterday... Hey, we also released uh, the NHL Adidas white jerseys ranked, and that oh, got yeah. 3,000 views. That's, it's probably closer to five right now. I haven't checked. Oh, but. wow. And then today, I don't... 
if you if you're listening to this, you've the video's probably already been released, but released, but I haven't even edited it yet. But it's uh, how you can be in a post to post video. Oh, and that's cool. I had the idea. It, the idea came from Fun for Louie, another YouTuber, yeah, widely more successful YouTuber than, than I. Uh, he he incorporates some of his subscribers in his videos, and they do intros for for his his videos. And I thought it would be cool for people to record themselves at their local game, SP, SPHL, ECHL, EIHL, SHL in Sweden, NHL, AHL, whatever league, whatever games you're all going to. All the HLs to. you can think of. Oh, yeah, all the HLs. <laughs> uh, record yourself saying, hey, my name's Neil. I'm in, I'm in Boston. I'm here to watch the Bruins and the Canadians, and you are watching Post to Post. Oh, wow. That's a great idea. So it's a... I thought it was a, a good idea to have people be a part of the channel, uh, be in videos, and also display their merchandise as far as jerseys and hats and their arena and their just their the rest of the fan base and behind them or the ice or the outside of the arena and just give exposure to different different parts of the hockey world geographically. And that's a that's yeah, a great so idea. I'm excited. Uh, Devin already recorded. That was at the beginning of the video that released today. Devin oh, okay. and uh, Caroline, he he actually sent us a letter a couple weeks ago for right. mail time. So uh, he was nice enough to do that. And I, I the invitation is open now. I hope I get some more for uh, future videos. So if you're if you're listening this far into the podcast or watching this far on YouTube and you want to be in a post-to-post uh, -post video, uh, go check out that, the video I released earlier today and uh, you'll hear all the news. So you'd run it at the very beginning? Yep, the, it would run at the very beginning, and then my intro would run, and then the normal video would start. Now, speaking of your intro, it looks a little different. I used a new transition. Oh. Adobe Premiere came out with new VR transitions. Ooh. And what you see... Whatever that means. It <laughs> Virtual reality. <laughs> remember when I got the headset, I got you to wear it. Oh, yeah, I almost puked. Yeah, so the effect is to mimic a certain effect in both eyes. But when you look at it on a on the main like one screen like a normal screen, uh, it it only works for certain things. It's not supposed to do like it's not supposed to look like that. Right. If you look at it in a VR headset, it looks normal. It's just like a normal transition, whatever. But because it's on one screen instead of two, because it, it splits it in the phone, uh, it has this different effect. And I it almost has the, the effect of an old TV turning on. Oh yeah. Remember when, like, when you turn on TV and it would start with a circle? And oh, it, I remember. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I've been using that for, so yeah. People Me. seem to like it actually. Okay. I good. didn't think anyone would notice, to be honest. But yeah. I noticed it right away. I didn't know what it was. I didn't even know if it was on purpose. I thought, oh. well, maybe something just winked out of my computer <laughs> here or something. But that's good. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad it was intentional. And I've been using some other transitions for text and stuff. Oh, neat. They, they added a lot of new stuff to Adobe Premiere, so I've been playing around with it. Cool. And as we mentioned earlier, oh, sorry, I guess I was giving ahead of myself a little bit. Um, Monday's video, I collaborated with the, or I'm going to collaborate, I, I have collaborated, and but it's not released yet, with a YouTube channel called Rocket Rider. His name's Chris. Um, he makes hockey videos. He records himself actually playing hockey with the GoPro. Oh, and they're, they're pretty fun videos. And we talked about the best, the top five playmakers. So I recorded my own top five playmakers and gave him the video. And he's going to re release it on his channel. And he's going to record his top five playmakers for me, give it to me, and I'm going to edit it today. Nice. It's going to release on my channel tomorrow. Cool. So the, the top five playmakers in the NHL will be releasing tomorrow, plus Justin's Week in Review, depending on what time he gets it to me today. <laughs> 
Uh, Tuesday, the KHL jerseys ranked dark. We already filmed that, so that's going out Tuesday. Wednesday is probably going to be mail time plus something else. I'm not sure. Thursday, I have nothing for Thursday right now. I have no idea what's going to I'll have to film something. Uh, Friday will be Fan Friday. Saturday, there's going to be hopefully another um, episode of NHL 18, the Charlottetown Swamp Rabbits, and probably another video. I don't know what that's going to be. And Sunday, uh, the SHL jerseys white are going to be ranked. We haven't filmed that yet, but I want to. All right. So, and, and no podcast. Maybe no podcast. Maybe. I, I wouldn't say it's a total write-off, and the reason is it's not a big secret or anything. It's not we're trying to uh, be mysterious, but we have overnight guests staying with us. Yeah, and, uh, we have we have someone coming to stay Saturday night. Saturday night. But I'm driving that person to the airport right? at 3.30 in the morning. 3.30 in the morning? Yeah. They're, they're, they have to get there two hours ahead, and they fly out at quarter after five or something to Montreal to start their way back to the West Coast, oh. so... Um, we'll be back. I'll be back here, probably back to bed, hopefully for a few hours, but I may be up in a normal routine because our next overnight guests that are staying on Sunday yeah, different evening people. are, yeah, different people also from British Columbia. They're not <laughs> arriving until probably early to mid afternoon on Sunday. Ah. So we may indeed have time, but we may not. So, you know, we don't want to be sure, but I think it's probably a pretty good chance we may have, uh, have one after all. All right. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Good to know. Well, I won't say for sure if there's no podcast next week then, but yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe, hopefully, maybe. And we are actually looking for someone to sponsor uh, a company to sponsor the podcast. We'd love to have uh, one singular company or a multitude of companies uh, be interested in sponsoring the podcast. We're really hoping to get a sponsor sometime soon. I've been reaching out to a few companies and stuff, but um, I've had bad luck. There okay. hasn't been a lot of interest just basically because they're not connected to hockey in any way or sure. something, but... Uh, if you know, if anyone watching knows of any company who would be interested in sponsoring us, we would absolutely love to talk to them. We are in need of of uh, new mics. These are really crappy mics, uh, and a new mixer, and uh, we want to buy a third mic as well to allow us to have another guest because this mixer only has two XLR inputs, and we can put another third mic into it. It's just complicated, but just easier. Mm-hmm. So we'd like to get a new mixer. We'd like to get two new mics and then an additional third mic, and uh, it is expensive. So. We're hoping that a company would allow us or would be interested in sponsoring us and allow us to uh, have their name be a part of the podcast. Yeah, and it's a hockey and sports themed show, but the sponsor wouldn't necessarily have to be in the hockey world. Yeah. I think everyone's money's good, right? So yeah. if it was Maybelline or uh, <laughs> Toyota, it doesn't matter. Vegemite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. uh, and the last announcement is. The, t- the post-to-post t-shirts, and this is really, not really an announcement, it's more of a question to you guys. We're trying to think about how we can sell the t-shirts. Now, there's a few different options of opening up shops online, uh, but it is it complicates things a little bit as far as payment. Could be PayPal, could be email money transfer, something like that. We could start a website, make our own shop. We could just legit do it email style. Um, but... I think the best idea for us is to drive people to our Patreon because uh, we do want to be fan-funded totally. So the more people go to the Patreon, the better for us. It help, really helps us out a lot. So I'm going to create a tier on Patreon uh, that is, I don't know what the price level is going to be, but it's going to be a t-shirt. And what Patreon is, for those who don't know, it's, it's just a way that 
people can support us financially uh, on a monthly basis and it could be as little as a dollar we have a tier for a dollar so a dollar a month helps us out or it could be five dollars a month twenty dollars a month and for each level you get a perk and depending on how much you spend you get a better perk uh, i think at the twenty dollar level you get a personalized video from us and a few other things at the sixty dollar level you sponsor a card unboxing video $75, you get your name in every single post to post video in the description as a contributor. Uh, and then the list goes on. So I'm thinking about having a t-shirt portion. So it just, it makes things easy for us payment wise. So even if you don't want to contribute on a monthly basis, but you want a t-shirt, you can sign up for Patreon. You can contribute the level that the, that the uh, t-shirt's at. Uh, once that transaction goes through at the beginning of the month, then you can you can go off Patreon as if, like if you don't want to keep contributing on a monthly basis, then you would have just paid for the t-shirt. And there will be some other perks along with it as well as the t-shirt. So I just thought it was a good idea for uh, for us to drive people to the Patreon and maybe they can cont contribute at, maybe we have $30 for the t-shirt. Mm -hmm. And uh, or I don't, it's going to depend on shipping too. That's the other hard part. Uh, $30 and you say okay and uh, thank you for the t-shirt and uh i'd like to still be a part of your patreon so i'm going to change my page uh contribute contribution from 30 to a dollar just because i like you guys so uh as little as a dollar really helps yeah. us out so. and some of the perks you're talking about i i think i don't know much about it myself but uh they include like videos that others don't have access to yeah yeah like yeah that. there's 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 video videos on our patreon uh that the general post to post people have not seen only the patreon members have seen so we're talking about uh behind the scenes stuff uh merchandise collection videos um what else is on there you talk about your radio stuff other like mm -hmm. more us topics yeah uh, justin's made some videos on there as well uh i sometimes i release videos early on patreon and then release it on the youtube channel so the patreon people get to see those earlier than the rest of the people um yeah so that's the idea right now uh it's not a great idea but i think it's the best idea for us moving forward um so if you guys would be interested in that please let me know in the comments uh we're gonna have pucks with the post to post logo on it we're gonna have t-shirts we're gonna have uh hockey cards i'm gonna get hockey cards made post to post hockey cards that should be funny <laughs> that's gonna be hilarious uh, so yeah, if you guys are interested in that, that would be that would be awesome. Let me know down in the comments. And I think this wraps up this episode. So, you cool. have anything else to, to uh, say? I, I think I'm tapped out. We had a lot of uh, interesting stuff to talk about. Yeah. And I'm just so much looking forward to the rest of the winter. You know, as the season rolls. Like, well, you know, you said earlier. You know, I'm, I got to put out something on Thursday. I don't know what yet. Hmm. Something will happen between now and Wednesday night yep. that will give you a perfect topic for Thursday. Cause There'll be a hit or a suspension yeah. or a big goal or a, someone goes on a big losing streak. Who knows? So, it's going to be great. Yeah. That's that's the beauty of the of the sport. Yeah. Uh, all right. Thanks, again. thanks guys, for watching and or listening. We really appreciate that. If you're listening on iTunes or Google Play Music, uh, if you could leave, leave us a positive review or if you've, if you've made it this far, and you leave a negative review, then why do you listen to the whole podcast? But uh, <laughs> if you liked it, definitely leave us a positive review. That helps us a lot. If you're watching on YouTube, hit that like button. That helps us a lot as well. If you're new to the channel, I hope you can subscribe and join us here because uh, we're always talking hockey, release content on a daily basis as I've uh, shown here with the videos from last week and the videos to come. I've said the word videos a lot 
in the past 30 minutes. It's actually bugging myself. So it's uh, a show. It's a show. We yeah. release a show. <laughs> We're in show business. Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys for watching. Really appreciate it. And uh, we will see you next week, potentially, or the week after for episode number 21. Adios.